Thank you for checking out this episode of the Refine the Line podcast. Today, I have back my most requested guest, the Schwami himself, the football guy. We dive into all things NCAA football, a little bit on the NFL, thoughts on coronavirus and how it's affected different games, who's impressed us, who we like this weekend. We give you five, six spreads in college. We give you a couple in the NFL we like. We even tell you who is going to win tomorrow night's NBA Finals and much, much more. By the way, he actually gives you another Final Four prediction, too. Let's see if he can get it right. Welcome back, Nathan Klingel. We are live. Nathan Klingel, welcome back. Thanks a lot. How are you doing, man? Doing okay. How's, uh, how's the Thursday starting off for you? Are you excited for the game tonight? I am. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a pretty good matchup. Um, get to see the Foles and Brady Super Bowl rematch, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, got a couple of uh, icy cold beers in front of me, the best domestic beer. It's our unsolicited, non-actual official sponsor, but delicious sponsor of the RTL Refine the Line, Coors Banquets, Wide Mouth Cans, delicious. The but you like, you like the bottles more than the, the I cans. Do. Is that just a beer thing out of the bottle? It's not just... Oh, it just tastes better out of the bottle, in my opinion, this beer. You think out of a bottle is better than out of draft, or where, where, you at, where are you at there? I've never had Banquet on draft, so... Ooh, uh, I've never had Banquet on draft either, come to think of it. It, it just depends really what the, what the beer is. Some beer is better on draft than it is in... I mean, it just it really depends on the beer. But the, the stubby bottle of, of, of Quarters Banquet is the, uh, is the goat. Next time I go to Mile High or... Denver. My little brother lives in Denver, so I have a reason. I'm going to have to get banquet on draft because you would figure they have it on draft in Colorado. Probably. That's pretty wild. Yeah, I'm just uh, chilling my inner uh, Johnny Lawrence tonight. There you go. Johnny Lawrence. Welcome back. One of the favorite guests of the show, the Schwami himself. Nathan, we are going to get into some football today. Last show was the Big Ten show. This one, we're just going to call the football show because I want to run down a bunch of different things. We have a lot of topics we can go through. We're going to start with some Ohio State stuff, get into a little bit of college football, what we've liked so far, what's impressed you. want to do some picks this weekend. That's why we got the games up on the monitor. A little talk on NFL, little NBA finals, and then our favorite, or the fan favorite, Final Four trivia. <laughs> First and foremost, Ohio State. It's Thursday. Today, the 8th of October, we are 16 days away from kickoff. Give me a rundown. What are you, what are you thinking? What are you, are you starting to, are you, I guess, let me start with this. Are you starting to get excited? I'm very excited. I think last weekend, uh, you know, I had a wedding to go to, so I didn't get to watch near as much fo- football as I'd like to. But, I mean, last weekend with the SEC. They did have Woodford Reserve, though. They did, and it was delicious. It was a great time. There you go. Um, but, uh, you know, I didn't get to watch near as much as I would have liked to on Saturday, but, you know, that's neither here or there. But with the SEC and ACC back now, um, I did spend, especially the weekend before, a lot more time really locking into games. I did the had a couple TVs set up in my living room, um, and I had not done that uh, this year, which is a rarity for me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, since we've talked, I mean, you know, you were right about when the, when the schedule would launch. It launched on the um, – the what is that called the uh uh big noon big noon kickoff um they launched the the schedule and we got a chance to take a look at that um oh as opposed to big 10 network yeah Yeah. but uh lucky guess i like the way it uh is set up for us um you know you got a feel for nebraska with a really rough rough start but i was looking at some scheduling rankings earlier today and in terms of like the you know the toughest the easiest in, in the big 10 and know obviously number 14 in terms of the easiest schedule is ohio state i saw that i mean we we have a legitimate cakewalk this year well you know there's one thing that is different about ohio state schedule than the other you know eight teams that will play it's that they don't we don't play ohio state so i mean that really yep. that impacts that um so it makes the schedule look a little easier than you know, maybe what it should. I mean, that's why Wisconsin, you know, is right there, you know, at 13 in terms of what I saw. But, I mean, obviously, you know, Nebraska does have the toughest schedule in the league, so that's, that's rough for them. Uh, but I am not. Re- I haven't really wavered off what I originally thought after looking at the schedules. I mean, I really do think that, you know, we'll play in Indianapolis, assuming all, all goes well uh, against Wisconsin for the fourth time. 
Did, have you seen – so we got we have Nebraska on the 24th, first game of the year. Have you seen what the spread is for – I haven't looked at the spreads yet for that game, or are they even out? I, I haven't seen one. I mean, we're going to be a – I don't know. 30? 21, 24-point favorite. It could even be worse than that. I mean, that's What about Penn State? On. That's the one I'm really interested in. Have that, has that spread been released? I, no, I haven't seen it. I mean, they're probably – we could probably pull up like a games of the year thing, and it would be on there. I would guess that we'd be a double-digit favorite – on the road. I mean, we're going to be a double-digit favorite every game. I, I I highly doubt that, you know, we will see. Um, I was going to say 10, 11 points. Yeah, at yeah. least. It could be even more than that with the, with the lack of of fans and things of that nature. So, uh, you know, I, I, I would assume we'll be a double-digit favorite in every game this season. And then you mentioned Nebraska and how tough their schedule is early on. I know they have Ohio State game one. They have Penn State. Yeah, the Ohio State game one. Who they have? Who they have week two? So week two, Nebraska plays Wisconsin. And then they play Northwestern, and then they play Penn State. So that's a rough, uh, pretty brutal start. Yeah, I mean you're you're looking at one and three. I think best case scenario. I mean I don't think, you know, which game of those three do you think Nebraska? This is turning into Nebraska show. Do you think Nebraska has the best chance in? Of the three, um, I guess it would depend where they are because I don't remember off the top of my head. I'd have to peek at it real quick. I mean we play we play them at home. I think they go to Wisconsin maybe. There you go. Um, I got it up on the screen for uh, you. So, I, I would have to assume they get Wisconsin at home. Oh, they get Wisconsin and Penn State at home. Yeah. Uh, I would say of the three, their best chances to beat Penn State. You think so over Wisconsin? Even though Penn State's, I I, I think they have the better chance to beat Penn State. Okay. Wisconsin will jam it down their throat. I like that too. Or maybe I won't. I'll say I disagree just because. <laughs> Go I mean, Wisconsin. they're gonna lo- they're gonna lose three of those four. Doesn't matter. That's true. Uh, Ohio State, though, let's get into it. 16 days away, excited for the start. COVID, no fans in stadium anywhere in the Big Ten. Is that still correct? Yep. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, do what you got to do to get the games in. I don't I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I don't go to the games anymore anyway, so what does it matter to me? For the viewer, it's it's probably still going to be fine and stuff, but they're incorporating the crowd noise. Is that correct? Yeah, they're going to they're going to that's what they've been doing. They're going to feed it in. Of course, you know, there's quite a few stadiums around the country where they're allowing limited fans. I think LSU just bumped up the number they're going to let in. Um but yeah, from that perspective, I don't care. That you know, the only the only thing that I'm really bummed about is that you know I'm not going to get to go to India this year. Um, that stinks. But other than that, I had an outside hope that they would change that, but that's not happening. Well, yeah, unfortunately, e- and even if they did, it wouldn't be 100% capacity. So then, even if you limited 20%, you know, the odds of us bagging one of the 20% uh, they're slim and none. So I mean, like it's it doesn't even make a difference. So even if even if they do that, but I would think that you know if they're going to go the whole season with no fans, they're going to do the same thing for know for the big 10 title game it also wouldn't be the same the crowd experience with everybody you know the the plethora of people that are in indianapolis that weekend and it's just jam-packed everywhere i would still love watching it don't be wrong but it would not be the same going to hooters at 11 a.m in the morning sitting there watching games all day because you can't even move well that's anyway. the most fun part honestly the game is just, i mean going to the game is cool and i enjoy it don't get me wrong but part of it's just you know, going watching. to the bar yeah you know drinking beers all day you know and and watching the the Big Twelve title game and watching the uh, although I don't know you didn't, you didn't drink beers all day the last time. Well, I had to keep it early, keep it together. Sometimes you <laughs> got to do that. Sometimes you got to make some tough choices. Anything you want to share? No, not really. <laughs> uh, a couple things I want to talk to you about too. Well, piggyback off the no COVID, no fans. Talk to you about this before we started the recording. No tailgating either. Is this going to be everywhere throughout the Big Ten? Yeah, I mean they're not going to let. I mean you're not going to be able to sit in the parking lot and tailgate like you have in past years. And on I mean, campus, I, I, I would assume. I mean, students are going to do what they're going to do, but even then, you know, with the way these schools are enforcing this stuff, uh, threatening suspensions, yeah, and it, it's going to be it's going to look way different. That makes sense. Um, how many games do you think we get in? Scheduled for eight, not counting Indy. It's tough. It's tough to say. Give me, a, give me a prediction. You can't. It's. I, I'm going to say we get all eight in. I like that. I'm going to say we. I'm going to say we play the nine. Uh, and then know. going, continuing with this. I would, if I'm a betting man, I would say that I don't think every school gets in all games, all weeks. Meaning that it's not going to go as scheduled and as planned. Like you got to be adaptable right now, and we'll piggyback on this a little later with the Tennessee Titans. But you got to be adapt- adaptable. Do you think that they end up they end up pushing back the college football playoff, maybe push back a week or two on the Big Ten title game and uh, postseason? No, I, because I don't, of this. as of right now, no, I don't think so. But I mean, a lot of these too. You know, it's going to be when the Big Ten plays because they're they're 
it's so stringent in terms of their policies around this, it really makes things different. Like you're seeing games canceled for teams because you have to have, you know, so many offensive linemen, you know, you have to have, you know, so many eligible players in a certain position that if you don't have that, you can't play the game. I mean, there's, there's no way around it. I mean, especially, you know, on the offensive line. So have current college have college teams already that have been playing have issued with that yeah on the offensive line okay yeah I mean there's if you run out of players at a certain position they, you know the, the games which uh, team was that well I mean any idea off the top of your head was it Houston and Baylor I, it was Baylor a couple weeks ago for sure I mean that the was whole. that was that was a big problem it was it was they were so thin at a certain position they couldn't uh, you know field a team yeah that makes sense interesting I want to ask you some kind of like rhetorical questions on stuff but. Uh, expectations for the year. You mentioned last time, I believe we're, we're going to. You, you think we're going to go to Indy? Yeah, I a mean, good shot. Expectations are nine and zero. I mean, I don't, I don't think that. I would be surprised if this team loses a game. Last time, conference. last time on the show, you had Oklahoma going, I believe. Yeah, I did. It's not starting well. And you know what the thing was is like I kind of like, I was like, man, I should have picked Texas after you know, and that didn't doesn't look TCU. so good either. I, I mean. The Big Twelve, in my opinion, is is eliminated um, with the well, short the pokes, season. Pokes are the only one. Yeah, right it, there's no way Oklahoma State's run the table. If if, if 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 they run the table and they make the playoff, you can play this back in my face all the time. I just they always are, you know, they're always up to lose a game they shouldn't, and they still have to beat Oklahoma. They still have to beat Texas. I mean, it's just you know they still have to beat TCU. I mean, they, they've got some tough games in front of them. They're not they're not running the table and. I highly doubt any team in the Big 12, when it's all said and done, ends up with one loss. In a shortened season, you know, forget about it. it what, what it really does is bring back into play. It, it really brings back the Pac-12. I was going to say that because the Pac-12 hasn't been represented in a while, right? Right, and it's going to be really interesting to see what the committee does if you have, you know, a 9-0 and Ohio State, a 10-0 and Clemson, a, you know, the SEC champion, because whoever that is is going to make the playoff. And then what do they do with a one-loss Florida or one loss Georgia if it comes down to that versus a you know a, a Pac-12 team that's only played what seven six or seven seven yep. games um, so that'll be really interesting when when it's looked at that big picture or you know who who knows I mean I've been pretty impressed with Notre Dame so far I, I don't necessarily think that but they're in the well they're in the ACC well that, what yeah, I'm saying yeah. is is that that they they get to host Clemson in November um, and then they ultimately end up having to play them again uh, probably and what do you do if you know, you end up with a you know a one loss Notre Dame compared to you know a a, a Pac-12 team, even with one loss that, that wins a conference championship. I think you know I think the Pac-12 champion will have to run the table. I don't I don't really think they have much of a chance with the loss. But again, so much can happen. It's really a lot of speculation here. They'll also have a pretty weak schedule as well too. I mean, who's the well? I mean, without getting into rankings, who is expected to be the best Pac-12 team this year? Oregon. Oregon. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they're replacing Herbert, but I mean USC obviously is not. They're, they're fine. But well, yeah, they they bring back Slovis. Washington's um, out. Yeah, again, you know who, who knows? I mean, it's kind of wide open. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean USC that the what they recruit, they bring back a quarterback. You know, they're real. Their question mark mostly mostly is with Helton and his coaching and stuff like that. Um, but I feel pretty good about Oregon going what six and one maybe. But I I, I don't know if they'll if they have enough juice to r- to run the table either. So it's going to be. But they'll it, probably need to in order to get in over a one loss Florida or one loss Georgia. Probably if if it plays or one out loss like that. Notre Dame. If it plays out like that, yeah, I would I would assume so. But it, I mean, there's so much we haven't even seen these teams play yet. So yeah. this is all. I mean, we're, this is all just guesswork. Sticking with Ohio State too, before we get dive too deep, I guess into the other schools. Sort of rhetorical questions, but what like what are expectations? Do you think for somebody like Justin Fields? He's obviously predicted to be the second pick in the draft. He was injured in the postseason last year. Didn't look great physically against Clemson. I mean, do you do you think he comes back and has kind of like a sophomore full year campaign slump, kind of like Lawrence did? Or I mean, what do you what do you what do you think? Well, what do you think there, we see? Well, keep in mind this slump that you're talking about that Lawrence had. He still played for a national title. Of course, he was um, phenomenal. Yeah, but. I mean, and, and on top of that. Justin Fields can win the Heisman Trophy, obviously. It really depends on what – I don't think there's going to be a lot of competitive games going in the fourth quarter for Ohio State this year. So, you know, how, how many much, games – or how much does he actually play in games? Yeah, I mean, that's really the thing that could really hurt him. And on top of that, too, the late start, in my opinion, hurts, too. Uh, you know, you're, you're getting – you're starting weeks behind, you know, Lawrence right now or NTN. You know, I would think that could help him, though. 
because I, these guys are done playing for a few weeks and you're still playing and playing in meaningful games, right? Like, well, is the Big Ten title game after the SEC title game? Is oh, it no, the same weekend? No, no, no. Everything's the same weekend. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. so no, they're, they're, it's not like it's not like we're playing extended. I mean, this is why it was the drop-dead date, because they moved, the, they moved those championship games back. The selection shows the next day. Do they not play for a few weeks, though? Because they're playing... Correct me if I'm wrong. SEC is playing ten games. Correct. Before their championship game. Right. So, so, so but they started end of September, and we're starting end of, end of October. October. So, so there's got to be a couple weeks in there. So of they empty. Ha- they have some empties to build in for just in case of COVID. Yeah. But but if they are, I guess the where I would disagree in that while they're idle, he can you know go and just put up Heisman campaign type stuff. Well, yeah, and, and, and people can forget about. And that's area. true. And, the, and and we're comparing him to Lawrence because, but it's the same situation. They're, you know. They're going to basically, you know, beat everybody pretty badly on their schedule too, with the exception of maybe Saturday night, and then, you know, maybe in South Bend. Um, and I don't think South Bend end of year is actually pretty good for Lawrence's case. If yeah, they can come out with a win. Yeah, there. and I don't off the top of my head, I don't think that Clemson plays North Carolina, so that would be one that they avoid. Who's supposed to, you know is a, is a pretty decent team in the ACC. Um, so we'll see. I mean. The game Saturday night is pretty big, I think, for for Clemson. It's the first time, you know, it's the most anticipated ACC game, I would say, since um, the uh, Lamar Jackson uh, Clemson matchup here a few years ago. That was, you know, a lot of people were looking forward to the one, especially the one down in Death Valley where Louisville really should have won the game and and blew it. But uh, I remember that game. Yeah, I mean that's so. And the thing about it is, is it's really anticipated for the ACC, and Clemson's still a fourteen point favorite. I mean, it's like. That's that's what we're looking at. Interesting. Other position too. We talked about Trey Sermons last time. Master Teague coming back. So you, ma- I, I talked to you about this before we started the show. Is Master Teague's not going to be healthy? More than likely for game well, one. He's, he's saying he is going to be healthy. So he that's is, what they're okay. saying. He's back. I think I think I read too that he's, this extended time actually really helped him be able to get back on the field. How do you how do you see that playing out? I mean, do you think Trey Sermons just kind of takes the load and runs with it? Or do you, it depends do you think on how healthy Teague? Master Teague is. Do you I think mean, Master Teague's better than Trey Sermons? Yes. Okay. So if Teague's healthy, you think he's the guy? Yes. Okay. But again, that's he hasn't you know he blew out his Achilles. So I mean, who knows how how healthy that is? And you know, the reason we'll I ask is the Ohio State running back lately has been a dominant rebel force the last I don't know seven years. Well, we had we had Zeke for a couple. We had Weber, Dobbins. Am I missing somebody in between there? Sermons. Now coming up, Teague. Yeah, I mean, who was the do you remember the who was the running back before Zeke? It was a while back. Oh, uh, before Zeke, so it'd been like twenty thirteen. Who was a who was a running back on twelve and thirteen? It would have been. Uh, I forget. Um, I know Brandon Sane was around then. He can't. He was oh, before. You know, who was it? It was. Uh, we're all complaining because. Does he play in the NFL? Urban didn't give the ball to – it was uh, – um, Oh, it was, uh, he's in the league right now. Wells. Hyde. No, Carlos Hyde. Yeah, Beanie Wells. Beanie Wells was back yeah. in the day. Yeah, right. Yeah, it no, was, it was Hyde. Hyde. I remember yeah. that because that was a uh, Michigan State game. Yeah, because everybody's so. – uh, well, well, no, it was uh, – yeah, Michigan yeah. State game and the Big Ten Championship game. I mean, everybody was like – They didn't hand it off once to him. They did Braxton yeah, Miller. Yeah, on, yeah. The, on that big fourth down that cost us the game. I mean, it was like – Well, it was third down too, I believe, right? I mean, it was yeah, back-to-back plays. It, it was pretty shady. I remember the fourth down play really well. Yeah. Oh man, too funny. Now I, I want to. We've been diving into it, but now I really want to dive into it. Just like a college football update, different scenarios, stuff going on. Marquee games, Texas, Texas Tech. We both actually turned the channel once this game kind of got away in the last few minutes. Yeah, my mind was blown when I uh, went back and looked. Well, yeah, when I when I saw the final score, I was like, "What?" Because when Texas Tech scored that touchdown, I got fifteen. It was fifty five forty one, I believe, with three minutes to go. It was fifty six forty one. Fifty six. They had to convert a two point convert. They scored a touchdown on their last drive. They got the onside kick, scored a touchdown, and then hit the two point conversion. But I mean, I flipped it off, and like kids were outside. I don't even know what was happening. But I, I walked away from the TVs and came back in and was like, "Holy shit, they're in overtime." Or did you not? Did you miss overtime? Completely? Oh, I missed it all. Yeah, I just saw the final. I was I, like, I, I, "It's I, incredible." I switched it too. I wasn't looking at all, and yeah, I came back and it was as th- what did they win? 66 to something 66 60 yeah they scored a touchdown in overtime i think they might have held them to a field goal or maybe they're just, i don't honestly i don't remember the whole scenario but i mean that it was, was like 66 it yeah. was 100 and some point, but 120 could, points but, but that was kind of like you know you could kind of put the writing on the wall after watching the texas tech game to see why they could be in some trouble against tcu and i honestly thought that they would i honestly they would they would win handily on saturday against tcu i really did um but gary patterson just 
you know, has Tom Herman's number, man. That was a great game, too. So Texas ended up winning, beating that game against Texas Tech. That was two weeks ago, right? Correct. And then this last weekend, they played TCU. I thought watching that game, because I watched almost every play of that game, TCU, Texas turned the ball over a bunch, and they had a really devastating turnover at the end of the first half, which was a backbreaker. Was that a pick six? I can't even remember. No, it wasn't a pick six, but they got the ball. I think they kicked the field goal at the end of the half. Yeah, I was at a wedding, so I missed it. Yeah, no, all good. He it was it was a horrible, horrible pass by Ellinger. Anyway, anyway, um yeah, Texas looked awful that game and TCU gave them every ability to stay in it because they were kicking field goals every time in the red zone. So but I think that was thirty three thirty one. Texas didn't cover yeah, yeah, well, the ten. Well yeah, the the big thing on that one was the uh the the safety at the end of the game that ended up pushing the game over. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah, that was I, I saw that. Um, Tons of memes made on Twitter and other yeah. mediums because they're like, this is the sickest way to lose an over. Just watch a guy run backwards. Yeah. <laughs> and so. Yeah. And I would say so far, like in terms of most impressive performance of the early season, we'd have to say Mississippi State going to Death Valley and beating LSU. I was going to bring that up right next. So Yeah. Perfect. I mean, you know, the thing is with Mike Leach, I mean, you get the you get some real highs and then you get some real lows like you did against Arkansas. Great quote. Uh, too. Uh, phenomenal quotes i think they produced a hype video after that game yeah you know <laughs> costello played great and 632 yards passing or something yeah i was telling you too it was like the first time since like i believe michigan in 1998 was the first time that the defending national champion lost their opening game i think i believe in 98 that michigan lost to notre dame and lsu that's crazy losing to mississippi state and again you know i'm not saying it's it's the case but you know so uh, just to i want to highlight that the last time a defending champion came back and lost their opening game it was 99 michigan or 98 well, it was 98 because they won the title in 97 so did the 98 yeah gotcha yeah. 98 michigan when they lost to notre dame week one yes their first game wow long time yes so and you know you didn't you didn't expect that too because mississippi state and lsu are recruiting on different planets i mean they're not it's it's crazy uh, but i mean obviously if we had the star corner for LSU out and uh, Jamar Chase. Yeah, they've they've had some done some opt outs and different things of that nature. So uh, it was tough, but th- you know, there, there's no way that Mississippi State honestly should have won that game. Uh, it's ridiculous. But who did they lose to last week? Or, yeah, they lost, last lost week. Arkansas. Arkansas. Arkansas had not won an SEC game. 2017 October. They lost 20 or 21 in a row. Wild. And then they they beat Mississippi State coming off the. Uh, off the LSU win, so I mean, they, again, that, these that are the is kind of crazy. This is the kind of stuff you get with Mike Leach, though. It really is. I mean, so beat LSU, Costello. He set the passing record too for the SEC. Yeah, game one, first ever game coaching at Mississippi in Joe Burrow's house. In Joe Burrow's house. Yeah, it's crazy. That is nuts. Absolutely nuts. We talked about COVID a little earlier too. I wanted to just highlight this too. I feel like we've had a limited number of COVID cases in college football as a whole, outside of. I mean, you there's, know, uh, yeah, Baylor, Houston. We talked about the Virginias. There, there's been a lot of games canceled. There, there, there has been. I mean, it, it's 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 a pretty long list. But I mean, again, we don't notice it as much just because it's not the it's not the schools that we're locked into every Saturday. So it makes a difference. But there there has been quite a few games be postponed or canceled due to COVID. Gotcha. Again, it's it's all overall. I guess I'm saying that because it hasn't. I haven't seen any marquee games really. No, uh, well, down, from a marquee from a marquee standpoint, unless you consider Houston and Baylor marquee, which for that weekend it was. Sure. Um, you know, yeah, the early month was brutal without yeah. the without the SEC and Big Ten and yeah. all the other schools playing. So, um, who have been? And I won't ask you to give me a top ten. Ask me to give me a top ten yet without having all the schools play a down. Pac ten or Pac ten, Pac twelve, uh, Big Ten. Etc. But who have been the most impressive teams for you so far? Well, I think yeah. I mean, obviously, it's it's pretty obvious. I think so far the most impressive team that I've seen is Alabama. Um, the way they looked their first couple weeks, uh, their offense looks like a juggernaut. Yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous. So I mean, Alabama and obviously Clemson. Uh, I've been impressed with Miami. I mean, How about Florida. So I've been very impressed with Florida's offense. Um, They've looked really good. They had no business not covering that game against South Carolina on Saturday. That's ridiculous. But um, they've, they've looked really good. As of right now, I, I definitely like them better than uh, than Georgia. Um, I would too, Florida. As, as of today. Um, who, was that, who was that game that Georgia really struggled against? I well, they struggled against Ar- they, they, Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they played barely real, won. Well, no, they didn't barely win. They, 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 they won going away. But they were. I believe they were down at halftime. Gotcha. And they, I mean, they they dominated the second half. One by like 
whatever. Yeah, they, they 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 won very easily, but uh, um, they didn't look so great. But I was impressed with Florida against Ole Miss and against South Carolina. What about South Bend? I've been impressed with them too. Um, normally, it, it's very rare that you not talk about a Florida State Notre Dame game flying under the radar. Florida State was down what twenty one seven to Jacksonville State. Yeah, I, oh. I, I saw it was fourteen nothing. I was like, they're gonna get beat again. Um, they came back, but yeah, well, wow. but yeah. So I've been. I mean, I've been. Pre- Impressed with Notre Dame. Uh, they didn't play so well against Duke, um, but they did what they had to do against South Florida. They're good. I mean, Ian Books, you know, a returning starter. They got, I mean, they got players. Uh, their offensive line is very good. Running game's good. I mean, they're an impressive team. I, I like them too. All right, let's uh, move into some picks for this weekend. It's Thursday, roughly 8 p.m., a couple minutes after. I want to get your top five games of this weekend. I have it up on the big board here in my studio. Give me some teams. What do you like? Well, I mean, break them down a little bit for me. Well, just looking at them early on, I guess the first one I'm looking at um, is th- is this noon kick between Florida and A and um, I like that. That's a noon kick, by the way. Of course, I think I think it's great. Twenty one versus number four. Yeah, uh, it's it's really interesting. Um, What's the spread? Florida's minus seven. Okay. Um, on on what I've got, I think it's a six and a half off the board, neither here or there, but. Um, you know, Jimbo Fisher makes ten million a year. A and M is—they're not getting their return on their investment. Well, I mean, so far, A and M's one of those schools that they always talk about being like the sleeping giant that has never, you know, in my lifetime, besides a couple years, been anything other than decent. I mean, you know, the Manziel year that uh, he won the Heisman and they beat Alabama—that was more Mike Evans. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, but I mean that year under Sumlin was huge. Um, back in nineteen ninety-eight, you know, they. They actually won the Big the Big 12. They beat Kansas State that year in the Big 12 championship game in a huge upset. But uh, I saw a crazy stat that was like, since 2000, 16 teams have played as a ranked team at home hosting a top five team in the country. Say that one more time. So since, what is the stat? Since 2000, there have been 16 teams that are ranked that have played a home game against a top five team in the country. So Florida being top five comes into – Comes into Kyle sixteen Fields. teams that have been ranked, correct. That are playing sixteen at home teams, correct. Against the top five team in the country, A and M is the only one of those teams that is winless. They're zero and five. That is crazy. So that's a. I mean, yeah. So every time I've, wa- I've I've watched A and M, I feel like too since I've been alive, they've never won a big game. Very. I mean, besides you know, besides beating Bama, the year they won the national title and on I the mean, road. I mean, a decisive. Yeah, that I can remember watching a, a decisive big game where it's like. A and M has been, I think, a few times they've been like seven and one or whatever. I can't even recall the year when they had Manziel. They were great, obviously. Well, the, the, the Manziel, Manziel first year, yeah. But whenever they had a big, big game, they never really came through. I know they won the Bama game that one time, right? They, did they beat Bama or did they lose? Well, yeah, no, they, yeah. Won, they beat Bama the year they won, they won a national title that year. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah that was beat Bama. Loss. But other than that, I, I mean, I, every time I see them in a bit, I'm like, okay, they, they. What happened this last weekend? They got destroyed. Well, keep in mind, too, when you're talking about these top five teams, some of that is deceiving because nobody beats Bama anyway, you know, for the most part. So if you played Bama, you know, at least two or three times at home and they're ranked number in the top five, it's tough to get a win. But, you know, that being said, you know, they've had years where they played uh, Texas. They played Oklahoma. They weren't beating them. They weren't beating those teams either. I mean, it's just, you know, it's incredible. So what do you think of Kyle Trask, by the way? I like him a lot. I mean, if you're looking at just the quarterback matchup, I mean, uh, I'll take Trask every day over Kellen Mond. And Mond is, you know, this four-year starter that just, you know, he's he's not – he honestly, it, he's, it's ridiculous. He's not, a, he's not a game changer. No, 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 no. I, I thought he would have a decent year, and, and he still might. Who knows? I mean, again, losing Alabama is, is no shame. Um, but, again, they got Pulled. boat raced again. Um, so this is a big game, I think, for – a&M's not going to fire Jimbo Fisher. Doesn't matter. But this is the kind of game where Florida's coming to town. You, you got to get a W on Saturday. I, I don't think they're going to. Um, I'd say the 12th man has to get fired up, but they can't. Do they, can they have fans on the stands? I believe. I believe they can. Some. Yeah. Because SEC. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's minus. Let's call it minus seven. Florida. Who you got? Give me a All that being said, if the line's seven on Saturday, I'm taking A&M plus seven. And then plus seven, okay. Six and a half, you're not taking six and a half? I don't know. I'm saying that, like, it's seven, I really like it. It's, you know, uh, Florida's going to score. Uh, so, an A&M's the lean right now. As of right seven, now. At seven. At seven. But, again, I mean, there's 
Florida's defense has been better. Um, I like teams coming off losses too, like A and M. Well, yeah, and I mean their backs are against the wall, but I, again, I, I'm I'm kind of buying Dan Mullen in Florida this year. I think they're really, really good. I do, I do as well. I, I've always liked Dan Mullen. Okay, what do we got next? Game number two. Um, game number two, Vols plus twelve and a half against UGA. I find this game really, really interesting. Damn, three thirty right after two. Yeah. SEC's got a great, great lineup. Yeah, this Co- weekend. Couple reasons why I, r- I really like this game. Um, one, because I've been to the game before. Um, and it was Where'd you awesome. Go? Was it at UT? Yeah, it was back in 2015, um, I believe. Uh, how, how cool is it seeing the T in person? Like when the oh team yeah, comes I've, out, is it I've pretty there, awesome? I've been there quite a few times. Um, but this is one of the only times I've ever been there when they've won. So I think I've been to Tennessee five or six times. They've won twice. One was against Kentucky back in like 2004 in the rain at like a noon kick. And it was, you know, that wasn't a ton of fun. But th- this game was amazing because – they were down like twenty-four to seven, like right before half, and uh, hit an onside kick. I mean, this is Butch Jones. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it was a great I game. Lo- I would love to go to a game at Tennessee. Yeah, they won thirty-eight, thirty-one, um, and oh. it was incredible atmosphere. I mean, it was it, it was insane. I mean, this was the, this was the Nick Chubb game. This is the game where Nick Chubb got hurt on the first play from scrimmage. The knee. Yeah. So exploded. Um, yeah. So I, wow, you were at that game. I was at that game. That's nuts. Yeah. So. Um, how far of a drive is that, by the way? Five hours. Sold it here. Okay, to easy. Columbus. That's easy. nothing. Easy drive. So it's cool. So I, I think I've that's seen really nice. So I've seen him play uh, Kentucky and Georgia, and then I've seen him play Florida in 10, 12, and 18. So that, I guess that's so because yeah. you always go with our, our buddy Buttons. Yeah. So uh, what made you actually pick going to Tennessee games? Because it's just so close. It's close. I yeah. mean, it's in terms of, you know, I've been to Lexington too, but I mean, if you're going to see SEC football, you know, Kentucky is meh. Yeah, well. Whereas Tennessee normally has a decent. Well, they haven't. They haven't, but they've a decent club. It's been, it's been a while for the Vols. They do now, though. They're, I think they have the longest wing streak in uh, SEC. So, that, so that's a, so that's a couple things about this game. So everybody's touting this eight-game winning streak they have. It's not the longest winning streak in the SEC. It's the longest winning streak in the country. Oh, wow. The Vols. Longest the Vols. in the country right now. Now, keep in mind, of those wins, they beat Kentucky twice. They beat Missouri twice. They beat Indiana. So they're not beating – none of these wins are against anybody that you consider any good. Um, sure. So Saturday really is the, uh, you know, it's kind of the come-to-Jesus moment for for this team to see. Are they real or are they frauds? Yeah, and I, I give them a decent shot because I'm not buying, you know, what's his name, Stenson Bennett, the uh, starting What do you think? So the line's 12-and-a-half. I mean, what do you think? What are your – As of right now, I'm leaning Rocky Top. Okay. Um, you just think that's a ton of points. Yeah, and I, you have the Arkansas game in the back of your head still. Well, on top of that too, I'm 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 kind of buying Garantano, the, the quarterback for Tennessee. He really rough year last year, but he's been there for a while. I don't think I've his watched him play. He is not good. I don't. I, <laughs> I think his skill set's okay. I, I I'm with it. But the one thing I want to talk about the Vols because um, they crack me up. They have 33 straight losses versus top 10 teams. 33 straight losses versus top 10. The Volves do. That has I mean, that record is never going to be broken. It's insane. So put it this I way. I wonder who the number 2 team is. Indiana with 25. Holy shit. That that record's not going to be touched. Yeah. Wake has 21, Vandy has 19. That's your that's your longest streaks, but I mean like of you start talking about Tennessee, Indiana, Wake Forest and Vandy, one of those schools in terms of football does not belong in that list, and that's sure. Tennessee. And uh That's wild. Yeah, I mean, they've been a they've been a punching bag you know, for quite a few years now. So, it'll be, you know, they're recruiting at a high level. But this is like the kind of game they've got to win. They've got to, you know, they've actually had some success over the years against Georgia, but they've lost like the last three games by like 35 points a game. I know they've had some pretty good recruiting classes uh, yeah. too. That's but, wild. I mean, they beat Florida once. 33 games against ranked opponents in a row they've yeah. lost. So they played Georgia. When's the last win? They, I th- 2005? I believe it was against... I think it was against Georgia in 17, but I could be wrong. That's just guess, guessing they what They played 33 ranked teams in the last three years? They play a lot of ranked teams. I think I'm wrong about that, too. It's got to be. Like, I would think well, at least five, teams. six it, years ago. It's not ranked teams. It's, it's top, top 10. 10. Okay. It's top, which makes it even more even, back. Yeah, it's got to be 10 years. Yeah, it's it, it's got to go way back. But, I mean, they're, they're still, they still play quite a few top 10s a year, but you're right. It's got to be longer than that. So you're leaning Rocky top plus 12 and a half. Yeah. First, I mean, just, first game, you're leaning, you're leaning uh, A&M points. Yeah. We got game three. Um, game three, well, it's, it should be the, the, it's the one coming in. If you would have told me before the season started, what game on today would you, on this day, 
I already, know, I already know where you're going. Right the Red here. River Shootout. Yep. I mean, this is the this is the game. This is the game I look forward to every year. It's fantastic. One of the best rivalries in college football. It's well, it's always played on neutral field. Fifty percent orange, fifty percent crimson. This year, you know, they're still playing at the Cotton Bowl with no fans. No, it's always played at the uh, Texas State Fair. There's no fair. Nope. So I mean, it's like it, it's real different. Um, but this is is Big Twelve a lot having fans. Is it just Texas rule in general? Or? Uh, no, because I think Texas actually. You know, I don't know. Honestly, I. I mean, I didn't watch on Saturday. Was it, were there fans in the stands? I'm I, still not even paying attention. I forget. Uh, the only thing that's painted in my head is how many fans Georgia allowed in, which was hilarious. Well, and they, like watching the yeah, in some of these games, Georgia, and then like that Florida State game where those guys were so unhappy. They were, you know, they're painted their yeah. Like, the gold. I forget too. Garnet, but I forget. I watched the whole game. And it, I have no re- recollection. Again, I don't, I don't pay much attention to that stuff. I but, don't either. Uh, you know, from this standpoint, I mean, this is really. This is a really big game for Tom, for uh, Tom Herman. It really is. Lincoln Riley has built up so much equity. He's got tons of equity. It, yeah. it doesn't make a difference. They they could lose Saturday, um, but I mean, if if Texas loses to Oklahoma, especially after Oklahoma started one and two, well, they're struggling. And, and again, I mean, every every year it's Texas is back. Um, so, you know, it's you know they've got the senior quarterback against the first year quarterback. Um, it, it'll be really interesting, but. This is the 12th straight year that Oklahoma and Texas played where Texas is a dog, which is crazy. That is crazy. Who you got? I mean, what what do you got? I got line minus two and a half on the big board. What do you got on your well, b- board there? You got three? Yeah, so. Who, I mean, who do you, okay, well, let's I'll just call it three. Who do you I'll, like? I'll tell you that in the last eight years, Texas is 7-1 against the spread against Oklahoma. Wow. They've won outright three times. Well, I know you're not taking OU by one so or two, I would assume. <laughs> I'm going to think right now, gun to my head, hook them. Okay. I think Texas will win the game. I think they've got to win the game. I really do. Because this season, again, this season could fall apart real quick for them if, if they don't win this game. I think they will, too. Uh, I mean, they, they got to – Eleanor's got to find a way, and so does Herbin. And this, if they don't beat them this year, I don't know what you're – well, I mean, again, they beat them. They've beat them recently. I mean, they beat them when Kyler was there. I mean, they won. They lost in the Big 12 championship game, a game that they honestly could have won as well. I mean, so I, they've had success. They've won, you know, three times recently against them. But, you know, this is the year where, you, you know, there was a lot of expectations coming into the season that, uh, you know, there were some people that thought Texas could, you know, make a run to the playoff this year. I guess after what I'm saying, after the Horn Frogs performance, which was just ugly and terrible, and Texas this year was expected – a lot of big things. OU was too, but OU I feel like was more, hey, we got Lincoln Riley and you're always good. Right. But they didn't have a quarterback that was a transfer this year. That's right. just completely different. So you're you're grooming a young guy and Texas, their quarterback is very well thought of. Eleanor, I mean he's am I saying that right? Ellinger? Yes. Okay. Sam Ellinger. Ellinger. Yes. He is I mean, he's arguably one of the best, if not the best quarterback in the Big Twelve, right? I would say we have to say coming back, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, would, I mean, I would figure he's the marquee guy. I mean, you have to win this game, especially with, and then you got to cover it too. Good teams win, great teams cover. Well, they're they're the underdogs. So I know. If they win, they'll, they, they will. They will they, cover they, this they got, well, you would you would you would hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, though, the uh, yeah, Texas, they they got they got to find a way to win this game. Yeah, I mean, so they, I would agree with you there. They're paying Herman a lot of money. They fired Charlie Strong. I mean, again, in this, in where we're living in now, you know, these buyouts are so exorbitant. You know, Tom Herman probably is not in any trouble, but you know, people aren't. You know, he was the he was the next big thing when he got the job. And these he schools just, are losing money this year too. It's not like they have a surplus yeah. of money. And he, and he has it produced. Money. I mean, he he basically had one great night in the in the Sugar Bowl against Georgia in a game that you know, you can debate how much that really meant to to Georgia. Um, and besides winning that, you know, the game against Oklahoma with Kyler Murray, you know, it's been few and four between. When, when you're getting beat, you know, when you're losing to TCU every year. That's a problem, and and he's losing to TCU every year. Uh, this is a game they they kind of have to have. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so Texas, you got Texas covering and winning outright. What's next? Uh, well, I I would say let's go to the U and Clemson. You got it. Damn, we got some big games this weekend. Yeah. Uh, again, what's what's nuts about this is that you know again this is the most number one an- versus number seven. This is the most anticipated ACC game in my opinion, since the uh, Lamar Jackson-led Cardinals played played Clemson. Was that but, 2016, 2017? Right. So, yeah, what, he won the Heisman, what, 2016? So, it, it was ever the, it was ever the, whatever the game was, it was the year that they won the – Clemson won the Natty. It was uh, Jackson versus Watson 
down there. And, I mean, Louisville led all game. Clemson came back, took the lead late. And then remember the guy was wide open. He ran out of bounds on, like, short of the first down marker. Which was crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, insanity. But, I mean, so we're, we're really not working with much here when you say that this is the most, you know, anticipated game in the ACC in a long time. And the spread is still 14 points. But I love De'Eric King. Um, I've been really impressed with the U. They didn't look so great against UIB the first week. Again, I was really impressed with what they did at Louisville. I didn't watch much of the FSU game, uh, to be perfectly honest with you, because FSU is so bad. And I, there was something else on that night that I was more watching. They were up like 38 nothing, weren't it, they? It was silly. Yeah. 38-3 yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe. So, again, you know, but if anybody can keep the Canes in the game, it's De'Eric King. So Sure. Again, if we're talking about the number and it's sitting on 14, I would probably lean Miami. Derek King is the former Houston quarterback, right? Yes. Just for yeah, he was the guy that said that he was going to – he opted out last year. So After like stay. four games, he was going to stay. That's and hilarious. Then he yeah. yeah. You knew that was coming. Well, yeah. I feel like. And, and it's insane. You know, You're not to take a guy that's worried. And you get really upset, too, because, you know, as a Buckeye, somebody that loves Tate Martell, you get really upset that Tate Martell didn't get his chance at Miami, right? I mean – yeah. Not really. That's a joke. DNA. Uh, he's, yeah. he's upset. Yeah, he's he's really he's still devastated that uh, Tate never got his chance. But I mean, th- this. I'm not saying the U is back because I I don't necessarily you know that's another one you say you always want to say Texas or Miami is back, but if Miami's going to be back with this guy at quarterback, this is the year to make it happen. And I and I I give them a shot to to win the game. I really do. Do I, ho- I hope it's a game going in the fourth quarter. Do you agree with that. me when you say teams are back, by the way? A lot of times it's not just like the result of the game, but how you win. And what I mean by that is is them going out, and I know Florida State's awful this year, but them going out and just totally destroying and, and embarrassing them. I feel like I'm not I'm not saying they're back, but it kind of feels like they are. Nah, I mean, no, I'm not saying that because we know that Florida State's really, really bad. because They are horrendous. You know, they might be the worst team in know, the Power Five. Yeah. They're bad. When my, you know, when my – if Miami's Miami, they're not a 14-point underdog to anybody. That's true. I mean, they're the – you know, growing up as a kid, the, Miami was the standard. You know, when They I, were the 14-point favorite. Yeah. When, we, you know, when I, when I was growing up, it wasn't Alabama. It was it was Miami that was the, the team that you, you know, that you were scared of and that uh, um, had all the swag. You know, it, it, it's – so w- when they start winning big games and they, they start, you know, delivering, you can say they're back. And, and again, I, I look for them to be competitive – on on Saturday, I like that. Who uh, who you like? Clemson's minus fourteen. Who you got? Well, I, I would take the U in the points. The U in the points. Okay. Now, if it if it leaks down, which I wouldn't surprise if it came down a little bit, you know that changes things. But I really like Miami getting two touchdowns. I I would probably bet them. I'll probably bet them no matter what, just See, because I like Derek King so much. You've taken the points the first four. Yeah, and I and I just hate Clemson so much. You're in the dogs. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Last one. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll talk about two of them, even though I don't have anything interesting on Alabama and Ole Miss. You know, the coaching matchup really makes that game. Um, so I'm really interested to watch in Saban versus Kiffin. Can, can Ole Miss keep it close? I mean, 23 and a half at home. You know, if if they had fans in the Grove, you know. I'm looking at know, the stats. It looks like Najee Harris really hasn't done much yet either. It's only and, been two games. And you got to think about it too. I mean. Tons of touchdowns. Ole Miss really was a pain in Alabama's side there for a couple years. They beat them back-to-back years, which nobody does, and and Ole Miss did it. I just don't think they'll get enough stops. Uh, Ole Miss coach was an incredible recruiter. I forget his name. You probably remember. Hugh Freeze. Yeah. He's coaching. He's the head coach at Liberty. He, he, had a, he was the one that was Bold. using his, his cell phone to call, like, uh, escort services or something like that. I mean, yep. incredible. But he was bringing in ringers, man. They had, yeah. they had a ton of – Yeah. Yeah, he. I'm good recruits. Yeah, so it, it makes it really interesting I, just to see Lane versus uh, Saban. I'm excited for that too. It, it's something to turn on for a few minutes, and I, I mean, obviously at 7:30 it's tough just because I think Miami and Clemson is the is the game of those three. But you know, of the of that, um, does Bama cover the the 23 and a half? Probably, probably. I, is that the one favorite you're going to take? I don't know. It's I'm, it's I'm rooting so hard for Lane. You know, it, it gets it gets those things get in my head. Like I want to see Ole Miss do so well. You know that I would love to see. You know, this rub, this, could, face. this could be one of these where like Bama's up thirty late and Ole Miss goes down and scores the garbage touchdown. So that'd be funny. And I don't, if, if I don't Lane have a, fist pump for covering. Yeah, I don't have a great <laughs> lean, on, lean on that game, but uh, um, you just want something to happen. Yeah, Lane. Yeah, whatever. Okay, awesome. Anything else college football I mentioned? Well, yeah, I, I would say the last game is Notre Dame-Florida State, which would be one that would, 
you know historically be who, great. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the first college game day was Florida State and and Notre Dame, the one versus two. I never two knew that. Matchup. Interesting. Oh, you didn't know what, that. What year was that? Nineteen ninety three. Okay, I was gonna yeah. say it was four. But yeah, that was it. Was one versus two. Um, Notre Dame beat them. First ever college game day. Yeah, Bobby oh. Bowden had never won a national title. Late November, Florida State Notre Dame. Notre Dame beats number one ranked Florida State. Charlie Ward was starting quarterback. Charlie Ward. Yep. Yep. They won the title that year, right? Well, yeah, because what happens is, is after Notre Dame beats Florida State, the next week Boston College comes into South Bend, kicks a field goal with the gun, pull, pulls a huge upset, and then Notre Dame gets pushed out of the national title game. I mean, it, back then it was different because the way it was set up, but you know, Florida State played Nebraska from the Big 8 back then um, in the Orange Bowl. Notre Dame had to go to – I don't remember what Notre, Bowl Notre Dame went, went to that year. Um, but anyway – Notre Dame finished, you know, with one loss as well, but Florida State ended up winning the national title over Notre Dame. Uh, was Lou Holtz still there? Well, it was it was Holtz versus Bowden. Yes, he, thought, he yeah. was still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I saw a stat Shout out Lou Holtz. This is the first time in Florida State's history that they've been a double-digit dog in back-to-back games against FBS opponents, which is insane. Wow, that's that is insane. Yeah, twenty-one points. I mean, I'm assuming you're rolling ND. Well, here's another crazy stat too: Florida State. The last five times they've been double-digit underdogs have gotten our 0-5 against the spread and got beaten by an average of 35 a game. That's nuts. So, yes, I'm, I would be ruling Notre Dame. Notre Dame. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Florida State's starting some kid I've never heard. Like He's starting like their second or third-string quarterback. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm you're, you're, waking you're, up the echoes on this game on on Saturday night. I, I don't, I don't, you're going the benders. Yeah, may, maybe if it gets up. Probably big, too. It I creeps imagine. up a little bit, but. Well, yeah, it would have to get to maybe twenty four. I I, I just then. don't I just don't see it. I mean, Florida State is so bad now. You know they have a lot of talent, and maybe they'll show some heart. But uh, I think Notre Dame's just too much for them. That makes sense. All right, I want to highlight a little bit because we're doing a lot of college football, which I wanted to do. But tell me your thoughts on kind of the NFL as a whole. What do you like? Who's impressed you? What's well, going what on? Don't and like. some lines too. We'll get into that. I don't like the Denver Broncos this season. I'm not very happy with them at all. Well, that's a lie because I was totally, you know, in tank for Trevor mode on uh, Thursday night against the Jets. And, of course, they blew that by winning the game. So, I don't know. It, it, it's been a good season so far. I think that uh, from an expectation standpoint, you know, I would say that, you know, the Chiefs have continued to be the most impressive team in the league, which is no surprise to anybody. I would say from most disappointing team in the league, you'd have to say the Cowboys who can't stop a nosebleed. Um you know, they're th- offensively, they're putting up huge numbers, and they're one and three, and they should be zero and four. Dak's throwing for like four fifty a game. Yeah, I mean, y- y- so from that perspective, um, you know, I would say Kansas City's the most impressive team um, for good reason, and the uh, the Cowboys are the least impressive team. Now that also too, m- most impressive is a very you can use that loosely because you expect the Chiefs to be where they're at. I mean, you know, your Bills have been extremely impressive this year. Um, I've been really impressed, honestly. I'm impressed with the Browns. Me too. You know, coming back from, you know. I've been on that train all year. Me too. And losing Everybody overreacted against the Ravens. No preseason game at Baltimore. They won there. They they won in Baltimore, you know, last year. I mean, you know. They had 300 yards rushing against, I understand the Cowboys defense is awful, but 300 yards rushing in an NFL game. Yeah. Insanity. When does that happen? When does 200 yards happen? Never. I mean, you know. Offensively, you know their weakest position is the quarterback. Now, if if, if if Baker can continue to play well, you know I I would say that, you know, this team has a real good chance to to cause some damage. I mean, you know, they probably can't win the North, but they could get a you know. You don't think the Browns can win the North? I think they can. They have a sh- it's it's I mean Pittsburgh and Baltimore are both very very good. I know it's, they it's, are. It's, 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 it might be the it, best division in football. Yeah, it, it in terms of it, talent. Yeah, it makes it really tough from that standpoint. That doesn't make them you know if you put them in the uh, um, in the East or put them in the West for well not the West either. Okay, it, it makes it tough. They're, they're, they're <laughs> <laughs> the South for sure. <laughs> the South. Well, see, uh, honestly, I'm a big. I'm, uh, this is a real tough game for me on Saturday, Sunday because you know. Colts and Browns, in terms of the two teams I I want to watch in the AFC, those are the two teams. I can't believe how tough the Colts D is. Yeah, they totally shut down Big Dick Nick. Uh, you know, it, 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 you being a Broncos fan too. Like Nineteen I mean, to three. I should at the be in the game. I, I should be like you know groomed to hate Philip Rivers, but I've always liked that guy. I, I was at the game in 03 against Ohio State when he came into the shoe, and I mean he 
drag this NC State team to overtime. It was incredible. I've always been a big fan of uh, of Philip Rivers, so I, I'm really rooting for him to, you know, noodle arm taking you home. Well, listen, I, if you said to me that the Colts won the Super Bowl at the end of the year, I'd be thrilled. I really would be. Um, I'm, lo- I, I, I'm looking at the schedule right now too because we've had a lot of things happening the last I don't know hour, two hours. And just seeing a Monday Night Football game, what they've been doing with some of these teams based on just being flexible with the COVID situations going on is moving games around for Monday night. And the Bills game actually got moved to Tuesday. But just seeing right now the Broncos-Patriots at 5.05 p.m. on Monday night is just crazy to look yeah, at. And, and I, it's exciting, too. Yeah, it's, it is exciting. And I like it a lot better. I have to assume ESPN said, you're not doing this again to us you know, this week after, you know, starting the Kansas City Patriots game at seven, you know, running it up past Monday night football. So I think this is the only way that they could get it in is, you know, to go ahead and to toss it back, you know, early because you're getting back to back weeks. The, the Patriots are getting bumped to Monday night. Um, and so but you got to do what you got to do in these in in these scenarios. They still haven't. We're looking at it right now, the schedule. It says 7 p.m. Eastern, but it's still, it still says Sunday, which obviously isn't correct. They move back Bills, Titans to Tuesday. Right? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it's six even. Might even be six o'clock. Well, I have no well, I'm sure that game's starting primetime on Tuesday. But the thing is that maybe it's seven Eastern, six o'clock central. That might be it. Because it's in Nashville. Well, maybe maybe it is seven PM. Well, yeah, of course. But my point being is too, is that uh, you know, next Thursday we're not gonna have a game as of right now. Yeah. Because so we won't have Thursday night football. This is a week. with the assumption that the t- Titans players stop testing positive. Right, right. And then get a practice in or whatever, get players in the facility. Um, the scenario right now that I've seen is that if the Titans players do stop testing positive, this game will be played on Tuesday. If they don't start stop testing positive, and I don't even know what the cutoff date. Have they even said what day's the cutoff for I mean, testing positive? I mean, I would think I, I would, Sunday. At no, the, no, 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 no. The Saturday. answer is no. It's no more te- positive tests after today. Gotcha. So uh, the likelihood of that man is <laughs> right. So there's a good chance we're still going to have a Thursday night game. And then they're going to have to, you know, at this point, they're scrapping this game. Just forfeit. Well, they're not. I, they're you're just, not forfeiting. You're, you're not. You don't think there's going to be a forfeit? No, they're not for. They're not going to hand Buffalo a free W. There's, there's, there's just no way that's going to happen. So my my guess is it would be looked at as a game not played. I think they'd consider because if they have a couple of these, now they can be flexible. But if they have a couple of these, they might they might have to consider just moving the schedule back a week. Well, that, I mean, I, that, week that's, eighteen. In which my is, opinion, that's far more likely than than. You know, unless what Tennessee did is so egregious, but the problem with that is, is you're not just punishing the Titans. You're talking, punishing the Bills, a game check. That's what they were talking well, about. Well, I'm not talking about that. From, from, I mean, I'm not talking monetarily. The Bills are going to take a forfeit if they can get a forfeit. Of course, you know? of course. What, what I'm saying is, you're you're punishing all the other teams in the AFC if you're handing the Bills a win without playing and get them a five and zero. So I mean, that makes it, sense. There's a lot of other things outside of this. You just can't say, you know, there's a lot. You know way more involved than so they handing the bills a win here i think is never going to happen plus the titans are uh i mean they're they're a playoff contender at minimum right you could almost say they're a super bowl contender really they've played the last couple of years well i mean you know i i don't know how Tannehill's played good ball derrick henry they right. beat the they took down the patriots last year i mean if the bills were a bad football team then maybe you know then then the l you know, just say it is what it is because then you're punishing – then you really are punishing the Titans. But here in this situation, I mean, we're talking about, you know – This really depresses me, by the way. I really want to see the game. Like, I'm, I'm, I've am I'm, been so excited to see this game. Right. But you, you, could, you could be handing the Buffalo Bills home field advantage by – you know, throughout the playoffs by forfeiting this game. Who, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, what you, right now on record, who do you think uh, wins the AFC East? Do you think the Bills take it down or do you think well, the Patriots – I thought the Bills started – Took it down before the season started. I'm even more convinced now that the Bills are going to win, win the East. I think it's, I think this playoff is going to be great. I really do. I, not that any, I think that anybody can beat Kansas City, but that in, in a one game scenario, it's it's anything possible. anything can happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, you know, as long as the as long as not the Ravens and the Chiefs, because it seems like the, the the Chiefs have the Ravens number. You know, it'd be interesting if you, if you saw. You know, I, what, the game I really want to see played in the playoffs is the Bills and the Browns. I would love that. With you know, I mean, I would too. Living in Ohio, oh, that'd but be so great. The game I really want to see because I, uh it's too early to say it yet. I don't want to like get off on my own tangent and just get crazy. But I feel like everybody's been on the Lamar versus Mahomes wagon. But and I said this last week on my two weeks ago on my show. I'm like, he is so fucking good, and that is. 
uh, Josh Allen. I mean, he is good. But, but let I mean, me get to my point: is everybody is saying Lamar versus Mahomes all these next years, and I think Lamar's. Don't get me wrong; I think Lamar's very good, but I think Lamar his passing. He, he relies a ton on his run. I think eventually the NFL figures it out. Well, you're you can shake about, your head all you want. No, you're but you're I, th- I think Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is it's going to be Josh Allen Mahomes for a while. You're telling the wrong person about this because you know what I think about Lamar Jackson's long term, you know, sustainability. In the yeah, NFL. you're not you're not a big Lamar guy. No, I'm not. I I, I don't believe that this, this is going to be a. He's going to be a long term starter in the NFL. I just really don't believe it, it's going to work. So from that perspective, I don't think you're out of line. But I mean, you know, I still put you know, I still put you know Mahomes and Wilson and Rogers in a whole different class than Josh Allen but it's we're only 4 games in i mean who knows how how this is going to play out but um i you know i mean i would agree with you there still yeah, but i think allen has just been so impressive this I mean, year there's you know there's levels to this stuff and i feel like that he's you know th- those those three guys are definitely at a different level um still talking about this in depth though i am i'm looking at Diggs's numbers right now and i think he's leading the nfl in yards or maybe one back i can't believe how good Diggs has been this year for them off that trade. Well, yeah, he's, a, I mean, he's, he's phenomenal. He's a money player. He really is. Of course. Uh, you're a Broncos fan, though. You mentioned that you were in the tank for Lawrence. You want him to win. They obviously beat the Jets. The Jets are absolutely trash. What What are your thoughts on the Broncos in terms of you want Lawrence? Do you, in the heart of hearts, like everybody wants Lawrence, but would you be fine getting fields? Would you rather almost have fields? What, what would yeah, you? Yeah, it's not going to happen. I mean, we're, they're not going to be in position to. Um, you think they're going to win four or five they're games? They're going to win enough. Of course they are. They're going to win enough games just to, you know. Drew Locke's, Drew Locke's going to be the starter for like three years, and it's going to not work out. And, you know, th- there's no way. Um, I'm really in- intrigued with this kid from, uh, I can't believe I can't remember his name, the kid from North Dakota State that everybody's talking about. Trey too. Lance. Yeah. He just committed to the draft. Yeah. So I'm really, you know, intrigued by this guy as well. Because they were, they're not even playing a fall season. I think they played. This is the silliest thing. They played, they played one game. One game. To, to, it was basically a, a, a highlight film for him. Yep. Um, but there's a lot of talk that Mike he might be the the, the, the second quarterback off the off the off the board. Um, he his player profile in just terms of like numbers and stuff. And when I watched him, he's very raw, but in a way, he's tall and has a huge arm. And he, I mean, we talked, we just talked about him for about a couple minutes. Josh Allen. I'm not saying he is that at all, but he's he is that kind of athletic profile build. Colin Kaepernick type, you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, I know he's intriguing. What games this weekend kind of intrigue you? I'm going through this real quick. We'll just do a couple. Um, well, I mean, if you talk about the game that I'm most looking Colts, forward to. Browns. I mean, Colts, Browns. Colts, Browns. Yeah, 3-1, 3-1. I mean, yeah, I mean. Well, Bills, Bills Titans has to be up there. Undefeated. Well, if, the, if the game's played. Sure. I mean, sure. but but even then, even if the Bills and Titans were playing on Sunday, I still would personally would be looking forward more to the Colts versus the Browns. I mean, the, who, who do you got in that game? You got the Colts? Even line, pick them. It's so Cleveland. tough. I'm 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 leaning the Browns. I'm I'm leaning the Browns right now. Um, I like but, it, but I like the uh, Browns D though has some. They, the yeah. Browns defense is kind of leaky. Yeah, they have they have Garrett, they have Ward, but they have some some big holes. So I mean, obviously that's that, that's the first game I'm looking to the most. Um, after that, it's you know the matchups honestly this weekend aren't anything special. It's not it's not the greatest. Weekend of, of games. Tonight's actually a good game. Just started. Right. Bears, Bears, Bucks, 3 and 1, 3 and 1. That game's pretty good. I mean, it's still early. Records to me don't even matter this early in the season. So, I mean, like, it, it doesn't make any bit of a difference, like, what their uh, what their records are. Um, scroll down a little bit here. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I'm Jack, intrigued. Jack's Bang- Texans, huge game. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not interested in that game at all. <laughs> me neither. Um, well, one win. I mean, Rams and Washington. You know, with with the benching of uh, Haskins. Haskins, really made it. And I'm not saying it shouldn't have been benched, but it, obviously that makes it less interesting to me. Me too. Um, Battle of Pennsylvania. Kyle Allen in there to see. You know, Steelers, Eagles. Yeah. Um, no, that's cool. I mean, it's it's not a huge game for. I mean, and, look and, at Cowboys, and Giants, and terrible. What, Sunday night's good, and then uh, you know Monday night's interesting. Uh, with with. Uh, Double games. Yeah, well, not the. I'm not talking about the Broncos and Pats. So that game's not very interesting at all. But but the Chargers Saints. Watching know. Herbert deal. Yeah, he's been playing good ball. Yeah, and and again, I'm not I'm not buying these Saints. I'm not until Michael Thomas gets back. I think that I think seven and a half's way too many points. Now I could be a little. I'm not buying the Saints either. I, they got a lot of injuries too. Lattimore yeah. has been hurt. Yeah. Thomas obviously. Yeah. Breeze, who you've been off pretty much all year. Yep. All right, moving away a little bit from football. Not a little bit. A lot of bit from football. 
kind of did a lot of college and NFL. So hopefully it was pretty entertaining and gave out some winners to people. NBA Finals is on tomorrow night. We have the Lakers versus the Miami Heat. So the Lake Show close it out. Well, they're going all in on it. You heard about um, – I don't know if you've heard the about – The Mamba jerseys? Yeah. They, so so the NBA now like – Minus they, seven, by the way, Lakers. Yeah, they they scheduled out their jerseys. So the, the Lakers were supposed to wear purple tomorrow night, um, which I actually think is their best jersey, to be perfectly frank. But uh, they're uh, – they're switching out for the for the Mambas to close it out in five. Um, Shout out Ty Willingham. I remember this when they went to the Greens back in the day. I think this was like 07. Yeah, well, I'll never forget different. that. I'll never forget that. No, <laughs> no, no, no. You're, uh, first of all. What year was that? <laughs> no. What year was that? No, it, it, 04? It, no, no. You're, you, honestly, you should know this because it was actually a huge, huge W for Ohio State. It was actually 02. Uh, when they played BC and they they switched the green, I remember uh, that. Yeah, that I'll was, never was, forget that. Yeah, <laughs> we were, we won, I think we played Minnesota that day. I, I was watching. I was watching that game from like a B Dubs in like uh, <laughs> where the hell was I? I? Was like in Gahanna maybe or something? Okay, I still I remember it. <laughs> you remember when you were watching? Crazy. That's nuts. Uh, but I'll never forget Ty Willingham bringing out those greens. Yeah, but but yeah, you're right. They're bringing out the blacks, which they wore. They're undefeated in correct uh, in the yeah. playoffs. Uh, so it's not really it's not that big of a deal. But it is if they lose. Well, if, maybe I, I guess because <laughs> they already said if they lose they'll, they'll wear white for for game six because I believe that game six will be on Sunday, right? Um, yeah, I, I, my guess is that uh, um, they get it done. They get it done. Uh, it's just too much talent, too much Anthony Davis, too much LeBron James. I, I you know, I, I would I would like to see it. You know, the Heat get another win. Um, I just don't think it's going to happen with with. With Dragic, Dragic out without I, Dragic, it's tough. It, it makes it real tough. Um, you know, it, I, I am going to keep betting the the Heat. So I well, mean, well, you, I you mean, can it, take your seven. Well, but if, if you know, Hero gets hot I mean, again, I, I just don't think they just don't have enough. I think you know, of all the, uh, of as all long the, as he's hot, two seconds left in the game, down nine, I'm fine. Yeah, you know, of all LeBron's finals appearances. This is, you know, in my opinion, this is the weakest team they've played. I, I honestly think that if, if the Heat were playing like the, I mean, the Thunder, they beat in five games. You know, that Westbrook, Harden, Durant team, even at that age, was probably better than this Heat team. Just my opinion. Um, well, do you know the, the last series, LeBron, and again, I'm I'm a known LeBron hater of record, but do you know the last series LeBron has lost when they've been favored? They've been favored. Don't overthink it. I'm guessing it's the Mavs when they when yep. they lost. Yeah, I 2010. Mean, I, so it's been yeah. 10 years. He hasn't yeah. lost a series that he's been favored in a decade. Yeah, he's never he's never lost in the first round. I mean, <laughs> I was reading like a, I saw something on Barstool today about um, oh, what's his face, the guy that got traded to uh, San Antonio um, from the Raptors. Uh, oh yeah, I, I saw that too. Uh, Demar Derozan. Yeah, I was talking about how LeBron was basically the boogeyman. Yeah, you know, for and then that. goes out to the West and dominates. Yeah, um, no, I read that too. That was cool. And, and and who knows? I mean, you know. So Lakers in five. It's a record. The experts were picking Lakers in five, that's remember? That's what you said. I mean, I, I, I didn't agree with that, but that's, that is what you said. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. 17 of 18 of his last 18 games with a chance to clinch the series. That's, I mean, that's incredible. That's that's phenomenal stat. I didn't know that either. We're just looking at that up here on the big screen. Yeah, so, I mean. 94% win percentage. Yeah. Wow. And, and who knows? I mean, this has been a long. The I mean, Heat are gritty, though. The season started a year ago. This has been a long season. Who knows what things are going to look like, you know, when they're going to start next season and what it's going to look like. I mean, this is this might be, you know, we might have to take this game in on Friday night because this might be the last time you see LeBron with a chance to win an NBA title. I w- that, that wouldn't surprise me uh, to see him not get another one with, you know, what the Clippers have and Kawhi in the West. And the West is so tough. And, you know, you got, you know, Irving and um, Durant, you know, in Brooklyn next year. Uh, so, you know, I, I tomorrow night's going to be good. I I do think the Lakers will close it out, though. I really do. I like it. I think they will too. But they're going to close them out by three. But I, I would like to see a, a game six, and you know, say whatever you want about LeBron, but the fact this guy has made this many finals is incredible, and he's going to go to what four and six with a win tomorrow night. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. Anyway, you cut it. I think it is too. All right, this has been a blast. Thanks for coming. But wait, we have one last thing to do. You have no idea what I'm asking you again. You're chuckling, so maybe you remember. We are doing NCAA 4 final trivia. Picking a random year and see if Nathan the Schwami can get it. 
I'm going to go 1990. Drum roll. Seven. Who's the final four? 1997. That would be Arizona, Kentucky, Minnesota, North Carolina. Yep. Nailed it. Thank you. Who was the winner that year? Well, Arizona. That was the year. Arizona was the only – in 1997, Arizona was the first team ever to beat three number one seeds to actually uh, um, so win the beat, title. Who did they beat in the title game? Well, they beat Kentucky. They beat number one. They beat number one seed Kentucky in the in the championship. They beat number one seed UNC in the uh, um, in the final four, and they beat number one seed Kansas in the Sweet Sixteen. You're a sick fuck. Minnesota, North Carolina, Kentucky, Arizona. Verified stat. I'm looking at it right now. And the MVP that year was, I believe, the most outstanding player of the final four that year was Miles Simon. He was. Right. I'm staring at it. Yeah, Miles Simon. You can actually. Uh, He's not working for ESPN anymore, is he? Isn't he coaching or something? I don't know, but it's still crazy that that, uh, um, that Arizona team didn't go back to back either. It's crazy, crazy. They got like beat beat by Utah in the uh, Elite Eight. That's wild. By Andre Miller. Andre Miller, what a name drop! Andre Miller had a great career in the NBA, by yeah. the way. Yeah. This was fun, man. Really appreciate it. Love having you on. First episode was uh, a huge hit, and I'm sure this one will be too. So, all right, RTL guys. Thanks, Nathan. Later, man. We out.